Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. Stephen Dale is author of the book Bouncing Back When You Hit Rock Bottom. He survived a 30-metre fall from a cliff on Phillip Island in Victoria and tells his story and how he rebuilt his life and is now an in-demand public speaker around Australia. The book includes a frightening insight into extensive bullying he received at school from grade 9 onwards, and Steve explains. When I was in grade 8, I was a very small boy. Uh, in comparison to everybody else, I was very undeveloped. And I was also a very pleasant boy, a very nice boy. I was a very well-mannered boy. So if anybody did anything which was picking on me, whether it be fun or whether it be serious, I always just took in my stride and, oh, no, it doesn't matter, that's okay, yes. And I was raised with, um, you forgive people when they hit you or when they have a go at you, which is fine. But in the big context of things, it really set me up to what happened after grade nine. So it started with words, not being invited and being pushed around a little bit. Being smaller meant he was an easier target. When I was in grade eight, from memory, I was just over five foot and I weighed just over five stone. More, that, that's probably a grade six size of a, of a normal boy, but in grade nine, I hadn't grown much at all, whereas just about every other boy in the class had started to develop and was becoming a young man, whereas I was still stuck behind. Then the first time it really started becoming serious, was during a PE class in grade nine. The lesson was supposed to be fun. It was throwing balls at people. It's like a game of brandy. And I just noticed that everybody who was on the, on the branding team was picking me as their target. And they weren't just lobbing the ball in my general direction. They were really full on pelting the ball at my head and at my back and they were knocking me over and everybody was laughing and you, I tried to laugh as well. But it followed him outside. And then when the class finished and we were putting the equipment away and we were in the area where you store your school equipment, the game really just took up an extra notch. They were still pegging the ball at me, but they were pegging the ball at my head from less than a metre away. And it became this whole thing where it turned from them laughing and having fun to them of, let's see how hard we can hit this boy with this ball. That was the first time that it actually happened. I didn't want to tell anybody because you don't want to be a dobber. And going unchecked, it escalated. Them hitting me with this school bag. I was a smaller boy and when you're carrying a school bag around the school throughout the entire day, you wear it on your shoulder. So it was very easy for them to start to swing the bag and hit me in the head with it. And that became a game. And escalated. Then it became, well, let's see if we can do something with our hands. And it, it wasn't necessarily punching to start off with. It, it, it came, it started off with pulling my ears and seeing how far they could wrap my ears around my head. That just became a game. And then it became punching in the head. And it was happening all the time. Because to me, I felt like it was every single time I went to class. Whenever we had to line up for class, I was getting it. Whenever we finished class and we were heading off to the next room, I was getting it. When we were going down to PE to get changed into our sports uniform to go and play football or go and play sport or whatever it was, I was copying it. And then it would all stop suddenly. And then for some unknown reason they would stop. And I would be their friend again. And I would just play with them again. And I'd start to think, oh well maybe that's in the past. And then just, for, just like for no reason it would stop, for no reason it would start again. Someone would do something and then everybody was on there. And then that would go on for a couple of months. And then for some unknown reason, it would stop. And I'd be friends with them again. 
and they'd sit next to me and they'd let me walk down the hall without getting smashed in the head. They'd start to talk to me. I was, it was like, it was just up and down. Steve never knew what was going to happen, so he started hiding in the library. The library is the first place you think of because, number one, they're not going to go to the library without being forced to go to the library. And number two, in the library, you're not supposed to raise your voice, let alone start punching people. Now, also in the library, there are lots of carols where you can go and sit in a place that's covered, that's got a higher wall, so no one can see you. So I found a, a place in the corner of the library where I could see everyone that came into the library and I could see everybody that came out, and yet they couldn't see me. But when they found him, he looked for other places to hide. The hiding went on through grade 9 and grade 10 and probably partway through grade 11. Thankfully, in grade 11, I started to grow. And when I started to grow, I think it was, I, I grew about 10 or 11 inches in one year. So Steve had learned how to not be bullied at school. Well, there were two good ways to not be bullied, to not be hit. Number one was to be the bully. Now, that was slow and happening because, you see, I had to develop the attitude to be able to do that. But the other thing was is that as soon as I started to speak like them and act like them, if there was vandalising, whatever it would be, whatever they were doing, if I did that as well, they were less likely to pick on me. So he became like them and eventually the leader of the activity, the one who smoked or drank the most, or the heaviest substance. If you make them laugh or make them smile or make them cringe through entertainment like the amount you can drink and how fast you can drink it, or, the, or whatever it might be, they're less likely to have a problem with you. In fact, they're more likely to give you a bit of a hero or an idol worship. So that encourages you to not only do it again, but to do it harder or faster or worse next time. So if a teacher, for example, was trying to have his command over you, then if you fought back, and you, just with your mouth or just with your stance, then you were a little bit of a hero. And if you're growing up and if, you, if you're, you're putting on weight and you're starting to work out and you're starting to do all those things, then before too long I went from somebody who was being bullied to somebody who was pretty well, in some ways, the leader of certain bad habits. And that was safe. And I guess you always start to do what you feel will make you the safest. Working out with weights and growing stronger, Steve eventually got to a point where he could respond with a one-punch fight. Steve's father was trying to teach him to channel his aggression by going to the gym. Instead of going out and doing something stupid and starting a fight, to actually go down and, do, and move some heavy weights. That helped me not only tell me my aggression, but it made me bigger. And it made me stronger, and it made me less likely to be picked on by strangers. And in fact, when people could see the size of me sometimes, if they were aggressive towards me and I had a, put on my fight face and I stood like I'm, I'm going to hit you, the size of me sometimes would talk them out of having anything to do with me. Not always, but sometimes. But working out also taught him something else vital for life. But what it also taught me at age 16, 17 and 18 was something that I really relied on after the accident. It taught me discipline. You've got to count, you've got to move at certain slow speeds, you've got to be in control of it. And I guess that was a major help to me in my recovery, I used that discipline. Stephen Dale, author of the book Bouncing Back When You Hit Rock Bottom. So falling 30 metres down a cliff was basically the wake-up call Steve had to stop being what he'd become from the extensive bullying through school. Bundaberg High School has an anti-bullying program for victims and offenders run by the Salvos, which is proving to be hugely successful. One boy never knew he was a bully. If you suffer from bullying, or you know anyone who does, 
Maybe there's an anti-bullying program like this one near you. You can always find out by calling the Salvos on 13 Salvos and ask for the Social Program Department. If there isn't an anti-bullying program near you, maybe you're the person they need to help start one. I'll be by your 